Taina Campos is a well-rounded designer working on a broad range of projects from industrial and product design, strategies to social innovation. With focus on sustainability by materials and education and design, her output stems from deeply rooted values such as diversity, equality, fair trade, and community arrangement. And that's what makes Taina stand out amongst others. And we are very, very curious to hear about her exploring biomaterials and design to improve well-being. So thanks so much, Taina, for doing this. Thanks to you for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. We're very excited. So can you first tell us about you and about your studio as well? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I studied industrial design. And since very young, I was really interested in sustainability in design. I was uh, really worried that design was um, kind of contributing to climate change with the production of so many goods and so many products and with so many materials and so many processes that were dangerous for the earth and for life. So I started to get interested in sustainable design. So from when I started to work, um, I started to research a lot on how to uh, do a more ecological design. So I ran up into some different theories like cradle to cradle or circular economy. And then from there, I was, all, I was always searching uh, for contests or awards or something where I could like develop ideas that were more uh, on eco design or sustainable design. So I had an, uh, a studio called Frame from 2015 till 2018, more or less. And uh, we were focused mainly on furniture design, but we were always searching a way to introduce uh, more durable design or with more um, sustainable materials or produce locally and all these uh, ideas behind sustainable design. So from when I get independent on 2019, I already have like this experience. I also have worked with craft people here in Mexico uh, that uh, work with pottery. So I had like many different experiences around social design, sustainable design. So um, I started my studio uh, that right now it's focused mainly on the exploration on biomaterials. So um, on the studio, we think that uh, the main focus of sustainable design or the easiest way of achieve a truly circular design is through material and especially materials that come from the earth and that can return to the earth uh, as nutrients. So that's biomaterials and that's why we're focusing on that. Right now we're researching on mycelium, on scoby from kombucha and uh, on corn husk and other different bioplastics. So that's the main, uh, the main idea of the study. Mm. So through your experiences, I'm sure you've gone through like many iterations and many perspectives on sustainability, but what is your take on sustainable design and what are the stuff that goes in it? Yeah, well, for me, the first thing 
I can say that it's not sustainable design is greenwashing. Like we kind of tend to think that a recycle is like uh, a solution. And many people think that only by using recycled materials or recycling something, it's already sustainable, but it's, but it's not. Like actually recycle sometimes can take a lot of energy and it's um, not changing our mindset about using something that is for single use, right? So for me, sustainability is uh, thinking more like uh, nature does. And this is like a circular way where everything gets um, everything gets to use, you know, like there's no waste. There's no idea of waste in nature because everything that uh, ends up, for example, from one species gets to use by another species, right? So there's no waste. So that's uh, for me, sustainable design thinking on how can we use what we already have there to produce something, but this new product needs to be durable, needs to be um, repairable, needs to be something that is really needed and not some created needs in just for consuming, but it's something that it's really needed, right? Mm. And uh, especially for me, sustainable design and mainly needs to change mindsets. For me, that's uh, what we were supposed to be focusing right now in change our habits on how we consume and how do we live and how do we relate to Earth. And this, uh, I think it could be achieved by design. Mm. <laughs> so will you tell us also about your exploration in biomaterials? Yeah, sure. Well, I started like uh, just a couple of years ago um, when I was researching on these different uh, approaches on sustainability or on sustainable design. And I found biodesign really interesting because it's this collaboration with other species uh, and design, right? Even for the process or the final product or the final product or even designing for other species that are not human beings. That's all that encompasses biodesign. And I thought that uh, the best way to approach biodesign was in my kitchen producing bioplastics. So I went into research some recipes that are out there on material activism, that is the other name for exploration on biomaterials or exploration on circular materials. And I found different recipes by starting like experimenting on my kitchen. And I found that the exploration more than the final product was a really nice uh, process that connects you with the process itself, right? Because we designers are so used to like just design and think, okay, this part is gonna be made out of wood or this part is gonna be made out of steel and this part is gonna be made out of plastic. And I'm just gonna call my furniture of um, wood and he's gonna bring me the wood and I just totally forgot about how wood is made and how all the steps that gets to process to in order to have the wood in my furniture, right? So for me, the exploration of biomaterials was like to get in, in contact with the creation of a new material from scratch. And uh, that was really interesting. And then I started with like uh, gelatin plastics that are like the most common to like do, do it yourself at home. And then um, more I wanted to learn on biomaterials, I started to work with 
kombucha coffee and mycelium and uh, other materials, right? And then I discovered that you can almost create a material from anything that comes from Earth. So that's uh, in the process that I am right now, like exploring other materials and other things that can be found locally, like in this community and uh, to create something new. Perfect. So how can biomaterials, do you think, help designers in promoting well-being or other outlooks on, you know, diversity or equality? Sure. Well, first, uh, like I say, is connect you once again to the process. Mm -hmm. Like uh, in many schools of design, we have forget about working with our hands, right? We have always mm -hmm. like now, like do everything on the computer, like we 3D model and then we do a render and then we do 3D printing. And that's mm -hmm. it, you know, like you never got involved in the process of yeah. like creating something with your hands. So for me first, it's like once again, um, be able to create with your hands. And then in this process of creating with your hands, you also have to learn patience and like have to learn that nature doesn't have the time we are pushing it to have, you know, like we, we humans now think that everything is immediate and that we have to have everything in our hands, like at the moment. And nature doesn't work that way. Nature, you have to seize and then it has to grow and it has to put water in it and it has to come the sun and then it has to have rain and then it grows the plant and then you are able to harvest after some months and then you harvest and then that thing that you harvest, that food needs to be processed in something enabled in order to you be able to eat it, right? So that takes long time. And that's the same with biomaterials. It's not immediate. You have to create the material, let it dry, mold it with your hands or mold it with some mold. And sometimes you're going to have mistakes. It's going to be contaminated by another fungus that is not the one that you were trying to grow. And then you will learn about life in this process. So that process will connect you with life and with nature. And that's something that we urgently need to feel connected again uh, as part of this earth and not as owner that we tend to think we are. So that for me is build a community and uh, build a new way of thinking on on hu as humans and as designers. And then obviously a part, an important part of my job is also whom do we work with? And uh, that's again, right? So we designers, uh, don't think about who's behind the factories or who's behind the processes and who's creating those objects that we are designing. Uh, and for me, that's uh, the mo something that is also super important, not uh, think who are building this and what works are like, who's getting a job by doing this and uh, what's that quality of life these people are having. Are they having struggles in their lives or in their community? Uh, how design can help uh, in having a, a, a more quality of life. So for me, that's also super important in my job. Mm -hmm. So how do you think this should be communicated to the end user? Or maybe you have one or two projects that you've done that successfully communicated this process? Well, I think um, today, thanks social media and the internet we all, we can always communicate a process behind a product right 
mm-hmm. before we used to have just the packaging and in the packaging you, you need to you needed to communicate everything right and uh, obviously packaging can still work is for some products but today we have social media that helps a lot to communicate a process uh, but not only that I mean um, recently I, I did this residency for here in Mexico with space 10 they, they they did a pop-up here in Mexico City and uh, they they opened this residency where I got in uh, it was a six-week residency where we were able to work on a material that we already a little bit how to work with in my case was corn husk and um, I was creating composites uh, from corn husk especially some plates or something that can substitute single-use plastic here in Mexico City that it's a huge problem the trash and the waste management it's a big deal here in Mexico so we definitely need to change from single-use plastics to something that is not so harmful for the air so I create these plates made out of corn husk uh, using uh, corn starch as binder so I developed this idea further in this residency with Space 10. And uh, I work together with this community of women that lives in the peripheric area of suburbial area of Mexico City. Um, it's, um, we need to say that uh, suburbs in Mexico City is not like in the US or in other countries, but uh, here the more marginalized communities are in the suburbs. And uh, in this specific suburb that is Milpalta, they still have a lot of crops. Uh, it's a rural area. So they still uh, harvest a lot of corn and other food products. So this woman uh, that I'm working with, it's a group of, of, uh, uh, of women that are called Mujeres de la Tierra, Women of the Earth. And they produce the corn in, in like agroecological thinking or an, uh, with an agroecological process, but also from the, the corn that they, they produce, they create these food products like uh, they're, like Mexico is the main consumer of corn and uh, is the basis of our food, right? So the tacos, the tortillas, the tamales, the quesadillas, like all the Mexican dishes that are right famous are made out of corn. So they produce this food and they sell it in order to become economically independent because they have suffered domestic violence in their home, and then they're trying to be economically independent from their aggressors, from their aggressors, sorry, and then um, they produce this food. So I get to know them through another friends are also like environmentalists. So I'm, I start to work with them, not only to get the corn husk from them, that is also corn that is not transgenic, that is, that's really important that we preserve uh, the original corn from Mexico and not import uh, transgenic seeds. So I use that corn husk and also um, work with them, get to know what were they need in order to sell, transport, and protect the food. Because they go all around the city like selling this food and sometimes they go into markets and they serve this food in some plates and everything. So I went to, with them and to learn the process also of of seeding and growing the corn. So I believe this was a really important part. I don't know if it's a success because uh, we're still in the experimental phase of, of producing these um, packaging or plates, 
made out of the corn husk. But um, I think that was successful. That was working with the community and grow like a collaboration between them and the studio. Yeah, that's very exciting. I think the process itself is already like very fulfilling, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. At least for them and for me, we grow an, a, a really nice relationship and, and we're still collaborating. So that's great. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, lastly, what have been the main challenges in promoting a transparent and clean design process? Oof, the investments, like um, obviously, uh, even if it's urgent, uh, we already know that we just have like two years to change everything or we're doomed. <laughs> so it's urgent, but still many companies, even universities, um, even other design platforms are not uh, interested in these kind of designs because it's not selling, right? Um, because obviously a clean process that involves producing less, um, consuming less, uh, go, goes against um, having more and more and more money. So it's not it's not so sellable uh, for companies and, and, and enterprises. So um, it's really difficult to find investments and to find a way to, to have uh, money to produce and to experiment and to do prototypes and to have machinery that is needed and to pay good salaries and all these things are necessary. So I think that's the main um, difficulties that I have wrong with because everybody is interesting, but nobody wants to give you uh, the investment to grow this. Mm. Yeah. I think as we go, we'll educate more and more people on how sustainability is not just like how we use a product, but also like through this conversation, you remind us to also think about um, how a product is made. So the origin and the nature of the product, and more importantly, the process and getting involved in the process, maybe involving more and more people and treat them the right way is also key to making this like a holistic, sustainable design. So yeah, thank you so much and really happy to have this conversation with you. Thanks, have a thank nice you. day.